I hope you've been paying attention because this is a pretty exciting time in Canadian men's soccer. For just the second time, the Maple Leaf may very well be on display at what is called the most popular sporting event in the world. After a 2-0 win in El Salvador last night, Canada's men's soccer team remain undefeated in qualification, which is amazing in of itself. On top of the standings, equally amazing ahead of the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, old rivals, often winners, and one win away from booking a trip to Qatar 2022. Well, the World Cup dream brings back a lot of memories for my next guest. In 1985, George Peco scored the goal against a favoured Honduran side that sent Canada to our one and only World Cup, 1986, in Mexico. Carl Valentine to take it. Swings it in. Bridge gets ahead on it. There's the shot. They score! George Pecos! And that's the goal that Canada needed. The Honduran side going on block to the linesman at the far side. Complaining about an infraction, but the referee and the linesman waving them off. The goal stands. Just look at it. Bridge gets his head to the ball. It bounces kindly to Pegos, and he sticks it right in the back of the net. An unlikely hero giving this country an unlikely and lone trip to soccer's greatest stage. Well, you heard his name called in that play-by-play back from 1985 in a windy, tiny little St. John's soccer pitch. George Pecos joins me now from Victoria. George, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you're making me cry with that introduction there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, does that bring back some memories? Oh, yeah. Tears all the time. To tell you the truth, whenever I see that, I always kind of melt up a bit. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. I was uh, I was just watching it again today, obviously. It, it was a great goal. It was a great goal. I wanted to start by asking, I know you were watching this current squad last night in uh, in El Salvador. What do you make of this Canadian team? Oh my God, where can you start? It's, 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 they've been just so fantastic. You know, uh, John, uh, Coach Herdman's got him working whatever he wants. I, I think John's hardest uh, uh, job is to get a starting 11 they they have so many quality players and uh, you know i don't think any anybody can stop them i think they're they'll go undefeated in, in, into the world cup and then and then show the rest of the world that uh, hey canada's not a not a hockey country uh, either it's it's soccer all the way now yeah well, take me back to that, to 1985, because that, I mean, I remember us playing in the World Cup. I don't remember us qualifying, um, but that was quite the qualifying run. And, uh, you know, we had a pretty good team, a kind of a golden generation at the time, but but it was a very different game back then. What was on the line when you walked onto that field in St. John's and how did you end up in St. John's? Well, everything was 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 kind of kind of on the line. We knew that um, that that we couldn't lose. Uh, you know, a tie was gonna gonna get us get get us through. You know, so you know, training uh, the training was really good. Lots of spirit. You know, lots of uh, raw raw raw, which uh, which we needed. You know, we we were really real uh, team uh, team sport you know so so everybody w- knew what they had to do and i and i was fortunate after playing in Tegucigalpa scoring that goal i got to i got to start the game in in st john's in in midfield so i was even <laughs> i was you know sky sky high 
That's right, because you did score that goal in Honduras, which was an unexpected. We, we, you know, even now we almost never win in Honduras. Um, but, but tell me about being in St. John's, because that's a story in, in of itself. I think over a lot of time, uh, there'd been complaints that Canada didn't really, we didn't really use our home field advantage the way other countries did. And that was a day where we certainly did. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, the Hondurans come come in wearing wearing gloves and turtlenecks and stuff. And of course, we, you know, we're we're used to used to that kind of kind of weather. You know, they were complaining about the pitch. They were complaining about this and that. One of the funny things is that they had three hundred uh, Honduran fans uh, uh, were coming to the game, but they went to St. John, Nova Scotia, and never did make the game in St. John, Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, and they wound up in New Brunswick. That was yeah, that was a good one. It wasn't it? It was tiny. I mean, I've seen pictures of it. That looks more like a park than a than a than a full fledged stadium. Yeah. They just kind of kind of threw a bunch of bleachers around, you know, and uh, I I can't remember the size of the crowd there, but but it sounded like there was you know ten fifteen thousand there. Anyways, uh, uh, they were just just tremendous and cheered us on for everything. And then uh, you know once once the dust settled and and we were we won the game, you know, we're running around the field with the flag, you know, and everyone following. You know, it was it was just unbelievable. I'm speaking with George Pecos, a member of Canada's 1986 World Cup team, about scoring the goal that got us to that World Cup back in 1985 in St. John's, Newfoundland, against Honduras. People may not know your story, but you were 33 at the time, and you actually had a full time. Like you had another, you had a career. You weren't you weren't getting paid. You know, you weren't making 400,000 euro a week as maybe <laughs> some national team players in other countries might be making now. Well, it's a it's a funny story because when I got cut from the third round and then I got called called back and came to play for Canada, everybody forgets that 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 I had to go ask ask my boss Henry Bertram at that time if I could take time off to go play for Team Canada. <laughs> and what he, were you and doing? He just told me that take as much time as you want. You never get an opportunity again. So so I ended up taking as much time off, uh, you know, and, and that and. Uh, and I was the only one that actually had a had a steady job. I was working for the City of Victoria Waterworks Department there. And, yeah, you've been doing uh, that for years, right? It was all over. I, you know, I went back to work. <laughs> you you did that for years, and then and then you did it again for years. You worked for the City of Victoria. Thirty, yeah, thirty uh, thirty three years. I ended up working working for the City of Victoria. Yeah, with and your lucky number, lucky number 13 as well. So tell me about the goal, because we just heard it. Uh, it was an opportunistic goal. I think I think you have a, certainly had a nose for the net. But mm-hmm. to just it, walk, walk us through how that how that ball fell to you and then what, what, your feel, what you felt once you watched it go in. Well, we, we always worked on, on a lot of set, uh, set pieces. Tony, Tony was, a, was a believer. You know, you, if, if you can get these one, one or two chances, you can end up in the net, you know. So, so we worked a lot on, on, on corners and near post corners. And, and Ian, Ian was coming in on near post and, and kind of tried to flick it on. And it kind of fell, fell down for me. And my job was to, you know, sit just on top of that six yard box there, anything dropping down to end up putting in the, in the net. And, and sure enough, the Carl kicked one over, Bridgie got a piece of it, came down to me and I give her all, all I had. And it ended up uh, off the keeper and in the goal. It was brilliant. Yeah. It must've been, I mean, you still remember it. You still remember every moment of it, right? You don't have to see that video again. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I've got uh I haven't seen it for uh you know for quite a while but um but uh, I've got it on VHS it's it, it's pretty funny to what you know to watch it on that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was back when. Well, with the current edition of Team Canada's men's soccer team on the verge of qualifying for the World Cup, I'm speaking with George Pecos, a member of Canada's 1986 World Cup team, the only other <clears throat> men's team to make it. And George is the one who scored the goal to take us there. So we've been reminiscing a bit about uh, that goal in 1985 in St. John's. I, I realized it was your teammates who, who used to sing the Guantanamera song to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that song to tell you the truth. Oh, no, there's only one George Pegas? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one. That's the one. Georgie Pegas. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Carl Valentine. He, he made that up, I think. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> there you go. So after the rush of qualifying, what was the reality of arriving in Mexico for the 86 World Cup like? Well, just before uh, getting to Mexico, you know, um, I got cut from the third round. And, and, and even though we made it to Mexico, this, the team hadn't been picked. So I was just nail biting for for quite a while, whether I was even going to be picked to pick for the team to go to Mexico because I got cut from the Olympic team also. So, so I was a, I was a nerve, uh, nerve uh, wreck, wreck for a while. And then when I got, uh, I, I got the okay to, or got picked for the team. Oh my God, my family, my parents, everybody was so happy. Tears here, tears there. You know, it was, it was quite, uh, quite the, you know, emotion, emotional. I got, uh, I got quite a, quite a big Polish family, and all that so and you know so and then getting on that plane and knowing that you're representing Canada being the first uh, you know the first team ever to ever to do it and then landing you know landing over there and then going to the club med that we uh, that we stayed on a place called Lacadero where where they had especially for us for soccer fields everything for training grounds eating areas oh it was it was just it was just awesome just awesome because a big inspiration to you had been the 74 World Cup in uh, in West Germany right and, and and to be standing on a World Cup pitch yourself must have been must have been quite, especially well, in, a, in a soccer in a soccer mad country like Mexico. A quick a quick little story in 1974, a friend of mine hitchhiked, and we went to Germany to watch the World Cup, and 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 we were in Munich. Uh, we didn't get to see the final in Munich, but and then 12 years later, I ended up playing in the World Cup. So it's, <laughs> it was pretty pretty amazing, and 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 to be one of the players and just to represent your country when you hear that national anthem go, you know, it's 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 just amazing, just amazing. I know you were in a tough group, uh, France, who would, uh, who would, I think were finalists in 82 with, with uh, Michel Platini, who was a legend, Hungary, who were good, USSR, who were always good. Um, what was it like going into those matches? What was the mood like? And, and how awesome was it to play at a World Cup, to walk out onto the field? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to play in uh, the France game or the Hungary game, but I got uh, I got about 12 minutes in, into the, the the Soviet Union game. Uh, so just to, just to get on there, I, I, I was very disappointed after you know scoring a couple uh, crucial goals goals for for Canada and that I thought I would have got a little bit more 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 playing time, but. Uh, right. In, but 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 in the end, I you know I got on against the Soviet Union and uh, and just enjoyed myself immensely. It was beautiful. 
Yeah, we could have used a few goals at that World Cup. Uh, uh, yeah, we could have used. Yeah, well, I guarantee you, at this World Cup, we're going to have lots of goals. We're going to have lots I, of goals. I, I suspect so. That '86 team could have used a Jonathan David or an Alfonso Davies. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's one of the big differences in nowadays in soccer. Is there's so much speed and and pace and quickness involved in the game. Where we're back in the '80s, it was a little bit more, you know, rough and tough style. You know, a lot of slide tackling and you know, get stuck in sun. You know, like the British used to say, and you know, and and at and whereas nowadays it's 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 not like that. You know, and you can see, you know, guys taking dives dives all the time. You know, you just touch them, but but uh, but Canada's got so much pace and so much depth in every position. It's 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 amazing. It really is. Yeah, it was much more dump and chase, as they would say back then. And, uh, you know, that's exactly a bit. A bit and, and certainly you see videos or, or highlights of those games in the 80s. It was definitely a much more brutal, looked like a much more brutal sport. Do you have great memories of that time now? How do you look back at, at that whole experience from 85 and being at the World Cup? I know you didn't get to play a lot, but you did get on the pitch against the Soviet Union. You did play at a World Cup and very few Canadians have ever been able yeah. to say that. Yeah, Canadian men. As an amateur to too, you know, I I went to the World Cup as an amateur player, you know, and you'd you know, um, some of the memories from the World Cup, like play, like Michelle Platini and uh, everybody remembers Diego Maradona. You know, he was in that World Cup. You know, and England had one of their best best World Cup teams, uh, you know, ever too. So. You know, you know, but just to just to be part of it all, you know, put on the Canadian jersey and um, and and represent Canada is it's, it's it's and get to travel around the world. Being a footballer, you know, there there's no life like it. It it was some of my you know my best years. You know, traveling to Jamaica, China, you know, all all around the world, free. Not to mention, you know, but. And uh, and to play the play the one sport that you love, and to wear the Canadian jersey. I mean, there's there's nothing better than that. You, you had a few souvenirs, I understand, from that World Cup that you still keep. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a whole. I've got souvenirs. Uh, for some reason, when I was like ten years old, I I, I kept all my scrapbooks and stuff, and I got tons tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got I've got one souvenir. I climbed up the flagpole and where we stayed in uh, Lac Adaro. At of course I was allowed to do that, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and I got uh, I got every everybody that was involved in Mexico '86 to sign it. So it's probably the only it, well, it is the only one ever. So so <laughs> I. <laughs> I I better ensure that thing after talking to you. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so for sure. Um, a last question I was going to ask you: What advice, as a World Cup footballer, World Cup soccer player, what advice would you give um, to this to this team about about what it may be like to land there, to be surrounded by? I mean, I know a lot of players on this team play with in those big European clubs, but just the awesomeness of it and to land there. What advice do you give them about how to handle this World Cup? so they can be successful? Well, most of those players now are pros, and John Herdman's got them, got them uh, head, head savvy there, you know. They're, they've qualified for the World Cup now, you know, and they all know it, but they want to win it. Uh, in, 80, in 86, or pardon me, 85, uh, we won CONCACAF group, Canada, and we went undefeated. It would be fantastic if Canada 
you know, could win their next next three games there and go undefeated and win Con- Concacaf too, you know, because those Concacaf people know there's a there, there's a new sheriff in town now. I'll tell you, <laughs> and just keep your heads on, do your job. You know, wouldn't surprise me. Canada could could win the World Cup one day. I'm telling you, with the with the talent that you know that 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 I see on the field and the spirit, and now and now it feels like a like a soccer nation. You know, it feels yeah. like you know you look in the stands. Oh my God, when we played in in the 80s, we had like 3,500 people. You know, and 5,000 people. Now it's like 50,000 people. It's brilliant. You know. George Pecos, thank you so much for uh, taking us back on a on a on, on a trip through memory lane, back to uh, the last time Canada's men's team tasted this kind of glory. I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks, Ben.